Hi there, it's Sue, and you're listening to a special 12-part series of Maker to Master, Find and Fix What's Not Working in Your Small Business. This is part two. Given that many of us are sequestered at home right now, I wanted to do something to balance out the pull to watching the news over and over again. The best thing we can do right now is stay healthy, mentally and physically. That means being active. Go outside for a walk each day, lift weights, or get on your home bike, and think about how you can use this newfound time to be productive. Wouldn't it be great to come out of these times stronger in mind, body, and business? Towards that end, here are a few chapters of my book. Listen to all 12 episodes to hear it in its entirety. On Mondays, I'm sticking with our regular podcast, and then on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you'll get these special editions. If you'd like to purchase a hard copy, you can do so on Amazon or at giftbizunwrapped.com. Are you discouraged because your business right now isn't performing as you envisioned? Do you tell people everything is wonderful when inside your stomach is churning because you know it's not true? This book will help you identify where the holes are in your business and show you exactly how to fix them. You'll learn from owners just like you who are seeing real success, growing their companies, and living their dream. In this book, find out how to confirm your business is set up correctly to provide the foundation for growth how to implement pricing strategies that bring in sales and make you money, how to effortlessly attract new customers every day, and balance the making of your product with the running of your business. And finally, you'll discover how to ensure that your business stays open and grows over time. Let's get right to it, shall we? Chapter 3 Another serving? Let's talk about the concept of success. Our culture steers us in the direction that success means more money, growth, or fame. Supposedly, to be successful, you must continually do more and more of whatever it is that you do. The thinking goes that when you get more, you will also be happier, fulfilled, and free. Whoa, let's back this up. This is a nice idea, but far from the truth. We see lots of demonstrations that this isn't so, from actors who are overdosing to top CEOs who have heart attacks. There are signs all around that the concept that more is better is a fallacy. I'm very lucky to have quite a few awesome friends. I want to introduce you to several of them. Joanne has been a professional career woman from the beginning. She has worked for her prestigious company for over 25 years. She's a star in her department and eats, lives, and breathes her job. She makes a great living and has stock in her company, too. That will pay off handsomely when she retires in a few years. Yes, she has to deal with the politics of a corporate job, but as long as she's focused on her performance, she's good. To say Marie is a woman of many interests and passions is putting it mildly. She plays tennis, runs, is involved in book groups and charitable activities, and, oh yes, works part-time, too. There have been years when she has worked a couple of part-time jobs. 
To her, being able to jump from event to event throughout her day fuels and satisfies her. She continually mixes things up based on her interests and what excites her and gives her life purpose at that time. Naomi is a traditional stay-at-home mom to three school-age children. Do you have as much respect and admiration for this lifestyle and job as I do? Naomi is all about making the childhood experience exceptional through direct contact and interaction. Her days are filled with planning, transportation, volunteer school activities, and more. Each of these women is living a successful life by their own standards, but they move through completely different days. Who is to say that one woman is more successful than another? None of us but it's where we sometimes get tangled up in self-doubt because we compare ourselves to others. Each of us has our own life to live, and in the end, each of us should determine what it means to be successful for ourselves without outside influences, without comparison to others, without judgment. In business, success can mean different things too. For some, it's a little extra spending money, or it's being able to pay for spring break or summer camp every year. For others, it may mean keeping a business small while the children are young and at home, or it may be building a multi-million dollar company. When you start to monetize your activities, the notion of more tends to kick in. You may think, I need to move out of my home-based business and have a retail shop, or my revenue needs to increase year over year, or I should broaden my line and add production staff. Here's a shocker. Growing bigger could grow you right out of your passion. It's possible that growing bigger might cause your daily activities to change. They could go from creating a product to supervising a team, or from interacting with customers to negotiating leases and building websites. These may be things that you don't enjoy, and then all of a sudden you've created a devil in disguise. What happened to the energy and excitement that had you jumping out of bed to greet each day? You grew yourself right out of what you love to do. This is why it's so important to be crystal clear on what you want. Write it on a piece of paper, put it in the memos app in your phone, or put a post-it note on your bulletin board. It sounds so basic and simple, but it produces powerful results. A business and a life that energizes and excites you, that's success. Chapter 4. They're not your friends. Friends play a very special role in our life. I'm sure you're a lot like me in this regard. I cherish my friends and consider them a true blessing. I value our time together and the special secrets and the memories we've created and shared. We also support each other's endeavors, even when they are different from our own. I see these as signs of true friendship. It's natural, then, to talk about your business dream with a friend. They can be a sounding board and provide emotional support. But they cannot, and I repeat, cannot, be the single source of affirmation that you are on to a good idea. It's only natural that their comments will be tainted. They don't want to hurt your feelings or offend you. Feedback will be skewed in your favor, even if unintentionally. Amy recognized this to be true. 
she devised a unique way to get honest opinions of her new product from her friends. And she could do it while she was in the same room and could witness their reactions. It was brilliant. Amy owned a company called Cuffs. This is a fashion accessory that transforms your jeans or boots into different styles. It's a way to update your existing wardrobe and vary the look based on any occasion. In development mode, Amy would wear her cuffs while she was out with friends. When asked about them, she didn't reveal that it was her product. In this way, she was able to get true reactions and feedback on the concept. Over time, Amy revealed the secret and used some of these friends to further test her designs and give recommendations as she perfected the sizing and style. Sharing your business idea with friends and getting their opinion is important. The input you get is invaluable. Just remember to keep it in perspective and consider it as one part of the overall opinion poll. There's definitely another special role for your friends. They are the ones you invite to celebration parties when you reach milestones along the way. Chapter 5. Banish the Liar We're brought up to be honest, to always tell the truth. Say it like it is in the most sympathetic and caring way. So why don't we follow this direction when talking to ourselves? We are liars or even bullies with our self-talk when we should be our most loyal advocates. How often do you say things like, that person is so much smarter than me, or I could never do what she's doing, or I'm pretending to be something that I'm not? Have you ever made the mistake of calling someone by the wrong name? It's embarrassing, and then you berate yourself long into the future. The same plays out for your business overall. You say to yourself, you're so stupid, how could you say that? Or, why in the world did you think you could be successful at that? Or, I told you this would end badly, it's for anyone else but not you. I'm right, aren't I? You are lying to yourself. This is such common thinking that there are even terms for this behavior. We each have an inner critic and suffer from imposter syndrome. The key is to not let it get in your way. You need to shut down this thinking. Stand up to your inner critic and say, I'll have no more of this. How do you overcome the defeatist thinking that prevents you from achieving all that you can be? It begins with understanding that everyone experiences self-doubt talk from time to time. Recognizing this can bring peace and acceptance. Even well-known speakers and vocal artists tell us that they still get nervous before going on stage. Why should they? They've performed and proven themselves over and over again. It's because it's human nature. We can't avoid it. What needs to happen is a mindset makeover. Reposition your thinking to accept the fact that there will be times when you are uncomfortable. Embrace this feeling knowing that you are stretching yourself and that you are growing with your experiences. By taking action, you are moving your plan forward. It is what others who you aspire to be like have done. They move past the uncomfortable. They aren't able to shut it off, they just shut it down. 
Finally, instead of looking at and judging yourself, refocus on impacting those around you. What help are you providing through a volunteer event? What are you teaching people when you speak to a group? How does your product enrich the lives of those who buy it? It's almost a miracle how, when you focus and serve others, your inner critic is forgotten. There is no time to think about yourself. You need to focus on them. So stand up to the liar in you. Be impolite and talk back with the truth that you are deserving, that you do have the skills and the passion to be and do what you're striving for. You have a lot to share with the world, and how dare that inner critic stand in your way. Chapter 6. Why is this a secret? Some people don't believe it, but I'm totally in. I've seen it time and time again. The Law of Attraction. Putting thoughts out into the universe and having them come back with an answer or a solution. It's a little freaky. Throughout history, people have sensed that there is something more powerful than what we can see. There is a natural force out there that, when prompted by our thoughts, can actually make things happen. Ten years ago, I had a home-based gift basket business called Basket Time. My vision of making money while staying home with the children didn't quite work out. The business continued to grow and grow. It got to the point where I could no longer have employees coming into my basement to fill orders. It was time to move out. I was coming to this realization when I found myself in line at the post office talking with a woman in front of me. Our conversation turned to business and I mentioned my dilemma. She passed on information about a space right near her office that had become available. As I drove by to check out the location, I almost slammed on the brakes in awe. The open space was a building I had driven by the week prior. At that time, a thought went through my mind. If ever I needed to expand, this is the kind of place I'd like to find. Seriously? I signed the deal within a week. Okay, we can mark this off to coincidence. I'll go with you there, but listen to what happened next. Over the next five years, I found another business opportunity and passion. My gift basket business was steadily growing, but my mind and heart went elsewhere. I saw a worldwide market and a huge opening in this new direction, so I decided I would wind down basket time and ramp up the new business over a two-year period. One summer day, my husband and I were walking in downtown Highland Park. Our community is a quaint village right on the water about 20 miles north of Chicago. We are lucky to have a beautiful downtown that is conducive to afternoon strolling, shopping, and dining al fresco. You get the picture. That afternoon, I made the comment that I would love to move into an office in this historic area. For the new business, I wouldn't need all the space I currently had, and the work lifestyle was important to me. I envisioned being able to walk to work. The idea of grabbing coffee or lunch with a friend was appealing, too. Or taking midday walks next to Lake Michigan. Wouldn't you know, the very next week, I had a meeting at our Chamber of Commerce, and the space next to them had just opened up. The space was a problem for most potential occupants because of its layout. It had two windowless, unusually shaped rooms and two beautiful windowed offices. For most, this was terrible. For me, it was perfect. 
Yep, you guessed it. With tape measure in hand, I confirmed the space would fit my needs. Today, the Ribbon Print Company calls this location home. I'm a firm believer that our mind and thoughts are far more powerful than we understand. So be brave and dream big. Put words to your ideas and see what can appear. It's as if you've ordered it up from a menu. Now that you have a detailed vision of the business you want to create, you have confirmed that it fits into your life and aligns with your personality, you are ready to start taking concrete action. Many people jump right in at this point with the most obvious and fun activities, the company name and the logo. But hold tight, if you want this new business of yours to thrive, there are other things you need to put in place first. We cover these next. Planning. Ready, set, go. Let's compare creating your business to planting a flower. In the first chapter, you were deciding what flower you wanted to plant. You narrowed it down and made your choice. Now you know when you plant your seed, what type of flower should appear. Next, you need to select the right area for your flower. It needs the appropriate amount of sunlight and soil of good quality. If you plant a seed in gravel and shade, it should be no surprise when it doesn't grow. It's the same thing for your business. For the flower to bloom vibrant and strong, there are things you need to do beneath the surface to ensure its growth. Chapter 7. Move it. You have them. I do too. We all have friends who say, I'm going to write that book, or I want to open my own shop. But they never do. Years go by, they continue talking, nothing happens. Maybe it's just talk, but if they've said it over and over again, it's more likely they've fallen into one of the most paralyzing traps of all, their own mind. It's scary to put yourself out there and go for your dream. Committing through words is a great first step, but until action is taken, there's nothing to show for all the talk. There are two reasons why people don't take action. They are either afraid of failing or they don't know how to take that very first step. Let's talk about both of these. If you haven't been in the entrepreneurial world for long, you're going to have to trust me on this. Even the most successful among us not only has the fear of failure, but has failed. And I'd wager to bet they have failed many times. We look in on other people's businesses and think that what they have today was created on the first try. Social media reinforces this belief since all the images and posts present the best of what a company has to offer. If you dive into the backstory of every company, you'll find struggles and challenges. The business owner felt defeated and discouraged along the way. Knowing this is helpful, you can remind yourself that it's part of the game. You can punch self-doubt in the face and not allow it to prevent you from taking action. But then, what action is it that you should take? If knowledge is what is preventing you from moving forward, then shame on you. Sorry for the tough love here, but you have all the resources you need at literally the touch of a finger. Remember that six-letter friend, Google? 
Ask away and you'll be surprised with all that will appear on your computer screen. I see this demonstrated in my podcast interviews over and over again. It's the little steps that build on each other that allows someone to accomplish big things. Push yourself. Keep going. Take that little next step and then another and then another. This is progress. That's a wrap for this session of Maker to Master, and I look forward to sharing the rest of the book with you in upcoming episodes. I want to make sure you're familiar with my free Facebook group called Gift Biz Breeze. It's a place where we all gather and are a community to support each other. I've got a really fun post in there that's my favorite of the week, I have to say, where I invite all of you to share what you're doing, to show pictures of your product, to show what you're working on for the week, to get reaction from other people, and just for fun, because we all get to see the wonderful products that everybody in the community is making. My favorite post every single week, without doubt. Wait, what? Aren't you part of the group already? If not, make sure to jump over to Facebook and search for the group Gift Biz Breeze. Don't delay. Come join us in Gift Biz Breeze. Today, 